Welcome to Spiritual Sisters Collective, raw and real, with me, your host, Lisa Williams. The show where I have raw and real inspirational conversations around spirituality, mental health, well-being, business, and so much more. Do also look out for additional episodes coming to you live on Sundays with meditations, card pulls, and some very special guests doing some storytelling. And I'm so excited that we have also launched Spiritual Sisters Collective Raw and Real Community. So if you're looking for a supportive community of like-minded souls on their spiritual journeys, then look no further. Come and join our Patreon community for just £3, 33 pence per month. The link is in the show notes. I also want to extend my huge amount of gratitude to my beautiful guests, to you gorgeous listeners, and to our sponsor of Raw and Real. The very beautiful Danny Smith from the Business Growth Club. Here is what she has to say. Hi, I'm Danny and I am the Queen of Business Organisation. I'm a business mentor and I specialise in helping holistic and wellbeing service business owners to make more money online through systems, strategy and business organisation. I know that as a feminine energetic being, strategy systems and executing plans does not come naturally to you and this is where I can help. My superpower is thriving in extraordinary circumstances and I want to help you make more money online. I would love to invite you to join me in my Facebook community, The Business Growth Club, or visit me at www.queenofbusinessorganisation and connect with me. You can download free resources, join my live coaching and training series and get your business more organised so that you can make more money through multiple income streams with an online service-based business. I can't wait to welcome you into my world and help you do just that, make more money online. Let's get on with today's raw and real conversation. We have an amazing guest in the house. Please do introduce yourself. Hi, so um, thank you, Lisa, for creating this space. So my name is Vicky Thompson. Um, and I'm a lover of all things spiritual so it's it's great to have this opportunity to chat more about that. I love that. Before we delve into what you do in the now let's go back how far can we go back let's go back a decade let's do 10 years why not that just came to me were you still doing what you do now 10 years ago? Absolutely not so 10 years ago I was a procurement manager working across like the UK and France wow. and um, I was very much living in the masculine energy very much about hitting the KPIs um, you know how much money can we save this year and let's think about that bottom line and like that was my entire world wow so, don't talk to me unless it's about saving would be something I would <laughs> say in the past <laughs> I love that so what has led you then from from that world to what you're doing in the now was there a pivotal moment was it a small transition how did it happen oh, it's probably like a gentle walking into tep- through tepid water really um so essentially i was really bad at giving presentations i was really bad at talking to people um and i would be bright red and embarrassed all the time so my mentor in work said to me go and find some opportunities to go and speak somewhere or whatever else you can do. And chatting to a friend, they said, well, 
we'd like a guest lecturer at college would you come and have a go at that and it felt massively outside of my comfort zone but I just thought actually if I want to progress I need to go and give that a go so I did it and I absolutely loved it it was really kind of conversational a bit like this now so I'd have groups of maybe 10 15 people you know it wasn't really stood in front and being all kind of lecturey. it was very much more of a let's share what we know environment and I think through that I started to see not only myself develop but other people develop and then I got the bug of well actually if just these conversations of just listening to people and letting them share what they know helps them so much what else can I do in this space and it, it kind of went from there I love that sort of that that feeling that you felt great but you could feel the energy of everyone else also feeling great yeah. uh, it's kind of that teacher student student teacher vibe which I absolutely love definitely I learned so much so much from them yeah so what was the pivotal moment though that you were stepping into what you do now which is very different to what you did then so probably um, I went to go and learn NLP. So I was still doing the procurement tutoring at this point. Okay. Um, and I went to go and learn NLP thinking it was going to give me negotiation knowledge, understanding and kind yeah. of up level what I could talk about with that. Um, and I remember one of the weekends, because it was quite a long in-depth course, one of the weekends was all about listening to your body, understanding the signs. And we did the human compass. And I was just like, what do you mean my body knows answers that my brain doesn't this is amazing <laughs> so i was literally blown away by that and that really kind of started to switch me on to my own intuition and then realizing how little i trusted myself in the past and i thought maybe i was alone in this but the more i was having conversations with people the more i was realizing lots of us don't trust ourselves um, and actually that's quite an anxious place to live from like when you don't know that you don't know that you've got the right answers you know it, it, it creates a lot of, of fear and anxiety for people so what where you are in the now was there that moment then that you're doing the you're doing those practices did you know that those practices were going to actually be that you were going to teach them or were they just for you at the time so just for me at that time um and then I've kind of you know, realised that I had so much of my own, so much of my own stuff to heal. So again, if you'd have asked me 10 years ago, have you got anything to heal? I'd have gone, all those navel gazers, I do not know what they're spending their time on, like get into yeah. the real world and all of this stuff. Sure. Whereas what I've, I realised was, is I wasn't allowing myself to feel, I wasn't allowing myself to understand that actually, you know, if you're not feeling the bad stuff, you're not really feeling the good stuff. And it just, I don't even know what the question you asked, Lisa, actually, because that's kind of brought up quite a lot for me. Um, but it, yeah, it just, at some stage, got to a point where I felt like I was far enough in my own journey that then I could start to share this. And of course, I've been doing the procurement teaching and I got so much out of that, that it made sense to start kind of seeing what else I could do with that stuff. And I think... Um, the silent count I've had so many fabulous mentors and coaches I really have been so lucky in that space um, but the silent counseling really kind of next leveled me in terms of that connection within and that trust in the messages I was getting through and that's when I started to listen to maybe like some of the messages that are out there as well that I was like 
oh, maybe this means something. Like maybe I'm not just highly imaginative. Maybe there is something else as well as all of that. Yeah. So beyond what the physical eye can yeah. see and what we're taught. Because I think quite often we're on autopilot, aren't we, in society? Um, but we don't give ourselves time to tap into our intuition. We're just on this hamster wheel of going to work, doing that thing, cooking the tea, you know, doing the house, whatever it is that we're doing and actually not understanding how we're feeling along the way. So that's just so important. I love that you mentioned silent counselling because I'm just delving into that now to become a practitioner for that as well. It just felt a modality that um, has been calling to me for quite some time. And funny enough, when you're talking about listening, I've been like, not yet. It'll come when it's meant to come. And and this year is when it's actually going to land for me, which I'm really, really excited to learn more about that. So at what point did you decide to open a business? Was that, again, was that a, a definite decision that you made? Or was it something that just maybe you just dipped your toe in a little bit and then you realised, oh, actually, I, love, I want to do a bit more of this? How did that work out for you? So I dipped my toe in a little bit through the guest lecturing and then um, I was really loving like swishing about in my suits and stuff, being all corporate, feeling like, <laughs> you know, I was really into all of that. And then um, my boss at the time had left and I, I was kind of sat with someone fairly senior in the organisation and they said, Vicky, there's a job for you. You might have to come over and live in Le Havre, um, but you're going to need to get rid of the rest of your team because we're going to move all of the department over. Um, so, you know, this is going to happen over the course of the next 18 months. If you can start to think who needs to go first. Wow. And I just thought, oh, I, I, I don't really think this is this is for me, actually. Um, and I suppose, you know, is there anything we can do to save the team? Is there anything we can do to kind of, you know, redirect the thoughts? And they're like, no, the decision's been made. So I just thought, you know what, this is absolutely not for me, but I'm just going to wait and see. So I, I hadn't really started putting out the feelers for other jobs. Mm -hmm. And um, one of my friends who had done the qualification that I was teaching with just reached out about a week later, as always happens with the universe, and says, yeah. have you ever thought about doing this full time as a self-employed tutor? And I was like, well, oh, I've not got the qualifications. I've not got the experiences, a big long list of reasons why I couldn't possibly launch my own business. And she just kind of went through them all and went, well, actually, you know, nor have I, you just need to have the qualification at the level at the top. You don't really need a teaching qualification. You need experience in procurement, not in, I was like, oh, all right. And then I'm like, well, I'm not a coach. I can't, I'm not coached, I can't do it. She was like, well, actually, you know, you can learn that as you go. You don't need to be one just yet. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then she's like, and we just need you to have job experience. So it was like, all of my fears I had no excuses anymore and I just had to face the reason why I might not want to do it is in case it goes wrong so I just went for it at that point um, and then promptly broke my kneecap and couldn't drive to any work for three months and the world didn't stop and you know not earning any money meant things were tight but yeah. nobody died you know it was absolutely fine mm -hmm. yeah absolutely so from what you're saying there was no actual set out sort of goals and plan to to set this up how have you felt um so how how long have you been in the the self-employed journey so far so I started in 2013 um okay. but it's only quite a just, while yeah quite a while yeah. But it's only just at the start last year I've given myself permission mm -hmm. to do what I want 
instead of doing what I feel like I should do. So, you know, I was still very much oriented in as much as I'm loving the people development side of things. What can I do to increase my dairy? What can I do to, instead of, what can I do to make my heart happy? What can I do to follow, you know, what lights me up? Um, and and that's been really eye-opening for me as well, because there are so many of us out there who don't feel like we can do what we want to do in the way that we that's want to. That's so true. I was just talking to another beautiful lady and we were on about this and um, so many people sort of chasing what they feel they should or what is expected of or chasing a certain pay bracket or you know following all of these different people particularly in the the social media world we can kind of get carried away with oh you know what's she doing what's she doing and actually what are we doing for us and what brings us joy because often it's not the money that brings us joy money is just a byproduct of the joy that we're creating whereas if we're chasing the money we're not bringing in joy and it's kind of we've got it all a bit back to front I think and I love that it's almost like for me I know this year I want that's actually my word of the year is joy and I want more of it in all areas of my life because I want to play and I think as as adults we can forget to play and we can forget the fun and we can forget to look up at the sky and we can forget to watch the flowers bloom because we're just doing what we feel society is is, is expected of us and I think so many all humans but so many women are breaking away from that now they're just like hang on a minute you know life is short it's fleeting what actually lights me up and and you know what I think as well we can change our mind which is what you you did you were like well I, I'm loving this but I want I want to let go of something so I can bring something else in and and I think we we worry sometimes that oh I've said I'm going to do this now and and therefore I should continue to do this even if it's not bringing me joy or it's not lighting me up because I've said I've said to my partner or I've said on social media that I'm going to do this or I've said to whoever and actually we can change direction and it's something I tell my daughter she's home educated and I said you don't need to know all the answers now you know you're 15 years old at any point you can change your mind like life should be fun it should be an adventure it should be a playground so yeah absolutely I mean I'm 46 I still don't know what I'm gonna do eventually like I've no I've no idea where I'm gonna end up but you know the pressure especially for young people so I did a little bit of career mentoring and people that's like the number one asked question isn't it you know what what do you think I should do well mm-hmm. one nobody else can tell you but two somebody's making you feel like you've got to make all these decisions now mm-hmm. but you you definitely you never need to make those decisions you can just wait and see what's going to happen yeah we went to a college open day with my daughter a few months ago and there was this um lecturer and he meant well you know very old school but he meant well and he said I know it's really daunting, but really decide what you want to do now for the rest, you know, for the rest of your days. And I'm like, freaking hell. I said, I don't know what I want to do. I might change my mind in six months. And you could see their little faces. They're like, oh gosh, you know, it's like, we have to decide what we're going to do. We have to get good grades. And then we have to find our perfect partner and we have to get married and have a white picket fence boom, we're happy. And it's like, don't work like that. It's not linear. It just doesn't. Like you'll meet different people who, and then you'll change your mind there. And then 
maybe your passion will just be a hobby on the side maybe you'll fall out of love with that maybe you'll want to go and I just think oh my goodness it's just so much pressure and it's so old school isn't it so outdated that we must just get a career and stick with that until retirement definitely it's crazy absolutely crazy so how do you help your your clients in the now what do you do in the now you mentioned about silent counseling yeah so i do the silent counseling i mean to be honest i do do sessions for that but i, I mainly use that to help people get rid of fear so my big thing is the intuition um i i just because it's been such a mover for me i mean you've always everyone's always got a reason for doing what they want to do um and it just made such a difference for me in terms of just calming my mind down. Um, and so the big thing that's happened to people why they don't trust their intuition is that there's been a life event where their intuition was wrong, but they probably weren't really listening to it. They were listening to, you know, ego, or monkey mind or something else. So silent counselling comes in there to release fear. So we're holding on to this fear of trusting ourselves. So it, it's brilliant for that. Um, and really, the other big place I use the silent counselling is on myself probably two or three times a week because so much comes up for me and I'm like, how have I been even living my life with all of this stuff that I carry around? Um, I know we did a meditation in October and I felt like in a really, really good place. And then you said, you just like gently prompted me. I think there might be something you, you're not seeing, Vicky, or something like that. And then I was like, oh, hello. Yes, I see it now. My... <laughs> My goodness, that that's, you know, so kind of that really, really helps when other people are giving their perspectives as well. Um, but yeah, my big thing at the minute is launching a new treatment that I've made, which is all about um, healing not being hard work for people. So I think we all feel like we've got, there is a time and a place for it, but we've got to go away and we've got to do all this shadow work and we've got to face all this hard stuff. But actually, I wanted to create a really nourishing experience where somebody comes and they get a little bit of massage, they get a little bit of um, acupressure, and they're able to release and boost different parts of their body. So they, they come away feeling good, but it's like the lid's loosened on the problem. So it's a little bit more easy to tackle. Um, so that's like my big thing at the minute. I love that. It's almost bringing it back to basics, isn't it? I think because when you are, whether you're a spiritual entrepreneur, a practitioner, a healer, a light worker, um, and people are listening and they're following, particularly on social media, so many women are like, oh my goodness, but I haven't done A, B, and C. Let's just say I haven't put my crystals out on the, at the moon, or I haven't, I haven't done my meditation, or I haven't done, and, and it becomes a chore rather than it just is who we, who we are. So it's almost just bringing it back to basics and being really kind with ourselves, isn't it? But if you've got an hour to meditate, do it. If you've got eight hours, do it, you know? But if you haven't and you've just got five minutes in the morning to just close your eyes while the kettle's boiling and just be like, how do I feel in the now? That's enough and just build upon it. And I think we don't, for me, I know I don't want to put pressure on women to feel that, you know, it's almost like this tick box. I don't want to give them a to-do list. I want to give them a to-don't-do list, like, you know, and I think that's really important. So I love that you're bringing it back to something very simplistic that, you know, that people can do, you know, for their own self-love, self-care and spirituality. Yeah, absolutely. Like, not everybody wants to face all of their demons, you know, mm -hmm. not everybody wants to 
get into the spiritual world even yeah but what i do know is everybody needs to feel a little bit better so if i can just facilitate just that you know that that's a difference that i want to make at the minute i love that for anyone who's listening what can we do something really short can you take us through something i know i'm putting you on the spot mm -hmm. but just take us through something for someone who's listening and they're like well this sounds really intriguing Okay, so what I would go for is just a really simple putting your hand over your collarbone, mm -hmm. so, um, your right hand specifically, um, mm -hmm. and that then runs all the way through your kidney meridian. And this is where you hold your fight or flight stuff. We've all got much more cortisol than we need running through our bodies just from the foods we eat, let alone anything else that happens in our life that causes that kind of fight or flight response. So just really, and it, it, I can feel it now, I needed it. So just breathing into that area, imagining breathing to where your hand is. And then when you breathe out, imagine it traveling down your right arm, which is your kidney meridian. And that's called the gate of life. And just taking three really centering deep breaths and really pushing out that out breath. And you should feel your shoulders relax just a little. And your cortisol just start to calm. So it's just literally three seconds. I'm glad that came into my head, Lisa, because I was like, what if I think of nothing right now? But yeah, that's three seconds, just, you know, calms, calms you right down. Um, and if people did that every single day, they'd notice that getting to sleep would be easier. Dealing with stressful situations would be easier. And eventually just putting your hand over your collarbone mm -hmm. brings you to that centre point. So it's and just again, just such a simple technique that in in moments of stress or anxiety, we can do. Like I always say when we put in the kettle on, because I'm assuming that most people like to have a cup of, but if in those moments, isn't it, that we can just take that little time and straight away I did, I feel really zen. Like, what are we talking about? <laughs> I have no idea. What are they doing? No I have no idea. All relaxed. So I was on the M6 just before Christmas and someone bashed into the back of my car. Oh, wow. um, and everyone was absolutely fine. We yeah. kind of went over to the hard shoulder and I could feel my, my hands were shaking. Mm -hmm. And the poor lady who bashed into me, I could feel like I could see her visibly. So I was like, before we speak, put your hand. <laughs> and oh, she just looked at me like I was a little bit insane. But I was like, put your hand on your collarbone, just take that a deep is. breath in. And I was thinking all this traffic zooming past us, like, you know, yeah. essentially I have no idea what they thought was going on, but it just meant we could both drive away feeling like... I got all, I got all teary. I think that's just so lovely because the first thing you would go into is that stress response, anxiety, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. But just to give that woman hold that space for her so she just felt really calm. Yeah, absolutely. She didn't mean to... I mean, I'm sure she didn't set out for a day to go, oh, I'm going to really ruin the front of my car by smashing into somebody, you know, definitely not. And we were all, you know, everyone was fine. So, yeah, it, it's just something that's just there. Yeah, and it's just simple kindness, isn't it, as well? Just then will ripple out into the world. And I absolutely love that. I love it. I love it. I love it. So thank you so much for being a fabulous guest. I will put all of your links and things in the show notes so people can come and connect with you and see all of the amazing work that you are doing. And I will speak to you very soon. Take care. Thank you so much, Lisa. Lots of love. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Raw and Real. And to find out more about what I do at Spiritual Sisters Collective, you can visit us on Facebook and Instagram at 
Spiritual Sisters Collective or come and find out the gorgeous offerings that we have at the moment at spiritualsisterscollective.vipmembervault.com and if you enter the code LOVE24 you will have a very magical offering. Until next time, look after yourselves. Take care.